another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How are you guys doing? A little depressed, man, if I'm being completely honest. I know we're not talking about him in depth tonight, but rest in peace, Nick Chubb, man. Absolutely horrifying injury to see him go through. Such a nice guy. Consistent fantasy dude. Always given 15, even when he doesn't score touchdowns, man. He's got all the scrimmage yards you could hope for. And, uh, yeah, my RB1, he's in one of my leagues, I should say. He's out for the season, pretty guaranteed, 99.999%. Sorry, team. Now, Zoo, I think you and I were talking about that last night, man. The Browns are just going to be even worse to watch at this point. Granted, the Steelers' defense, to their credit, is pretty damn good with T.J. Watt running at the helm there. Minka Fitzpatrick kind of shoring up the secondary there. Um, And then, obviously, man, got to say it. The Bears still suck, man. Love, love, love. Let's start tanking even more. That's what I'm saying. I'm on the tankathon train now. <laughs> Earlier rather than later, man. Yeah. But they got to do something because coaching, everybody's off kilter. Coaching, players, GM, everybody. Just got to wipe the slate clean, man. It's embarrassing because mm-hmm. watching them, man, they're probably the worst team in the NFL right now. They're up there with the Texans <laughs> and the Cardinals, man. Yep. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. It is sad, man. I already got I got one fantasy team with Nick Chubb and Cooper Cup. So rest in peace, that team. The team is dead already, man. I already wrote that team off, man. So these injury bugs right now, especially this week, a lot of running backs injured, significant running backs like Saquon had an injury. Obviously, Nick Chubb with the season ending injury. So running backs falling like flies right now. There's only Mm -hmm. a couple left that's like healthy. So man, the RB position is getting massacred, and it's only week two. And now we're we going see, on to week three right now, so it's yeah. early football right now, which is crazy. And now we see why a lot of teams are holding out on giving RBs big ass contracts. <laughs> That's <laughs> this is exactly what they're worried about. So sometimes you blame them, yeah. and then you see why, and it makes a little bit more sense. Very volatile position. Uh, not gonna lie, if I was an owner, general manager, to your point, uh, peopleish. I don't know if I'm just handing over that three or four year deal, man. I might, I might hesitate. Give you a little franchise tag here and there, and maybe give, mm-hmm. give you a one year deal. Uh, and quick shout out to uh, one of the players in my 14 team league. Uh, I just realized because when we were just talking about um, running backs and the depth of running backs and how the waiver wire is going to be, I just saw that he has Saquon and Nick Chubb. So I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, like maybe his philosophy going into the next year, and I was kind of saying this to Zoo, is like he's just going to stay away from RBs. Like he's just going to draft all receivers and maybe just take the bot- like bottom of the basement type running backs uh, in his draft next year. So shout out to him. But, man. That's uh, tough. Yeah, very that tough. But, you know, with, <laughs> with in one week. week. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Listen. Last year for me, I lost Brees Hall and Javante Williams, so I have yeah. no sympathy. <laughs> I have no sympathy, and yeah, I somehow that, made the playoffs. In that I, league, I so. bet those were his first two picks, though. Looking at this roster, definitely probably was his first two picks. But, oh, man. Yeah, he's going to have to – maybe Saquon can bounce back in the timeline of three weeks, but we'll see. Yep. Like I said, it's Breida season. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Breida. But anyways, so looking into week two, you know, there are some teams that we have noticed in the NFL slate that are surprising 2-0. So I want to get the guys' opinions on who is the most surprising 2-0 team. And a people show to start with you. Well, I feel like Zoo is going to go with one team here. So he's got some stake in one of these teams. <laughs> but uh, that's a surprising 2-0. But I'm actually going to go with the Commanders, man. Um, here's a team that 
You want to talk about a tough division to be 2-0 and in and, and still be looking up at two of the best teams in the league right now, and that's the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, for how well the Commanders have started off the season, first of all, Sam, or Sam Howell, Sean, I think you were one of the first people to point out that he could be a little electric for this team, a bit of a Taylor Heineke 2.0 yeah. uh, for this Commanders team. He's been playing his ass off, man. I mean, he had a great game against the Broncos. I, I actually really wanted to shout out their resilience because the Broncos got off to a hot start with that bomb down the field to Marvin Mims Jr. Um, Brandon Johnson, another kind of quiet no-name guy on the Broncos, was stepping up when you know uh, Judy and Sutton were kind of garnering a lot of the coverage. Um, Javante Williams didn't really do much against the Commanders. I would say the Commanders actually do have a great defensive front line chase young obviously being the anchor there but i've been most impressed with brian robinson jr man i just Mm -hmm. traded for him in my dynasty league he's on a cheap contract i was desperate after that jk dobbins and man i couldn't have had a more beautiful week to have as a welcome to the dynasty team brian robinson (laughs) single-handedly saved me this week um he runs really hard i know he kind of had an inefficient week one but he clearly gets a lot of the the red zone touches when they do decide to run the ball antonio gibson kind of gets that you know, third down check down every once in a while. But you got to look. They also have two solid receivers in McLaurin and Dotson. So, you know, do I see this team making a push between the Eagles and Cowboys to win the NFC East? Probably not. Um, and we know that whichever one doesn't win the division is going to be garnering probably the top wild card spot in the NFC uh, between the Eagles and Cowboys. So, Commanders, it's obviously very early. I'm sure they'll, they'll to Zoo's classic quote, they will regress to the mean, man. It's going to happen especially when they get into the division opponent games. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I've just been very impressed more so, I guess, with Sam Howell and his composure as well as his his athletic ability, um, especially in this Broncos game. That they almost threw away, except they got away with a nice P.I. that did not get called on that two-point conversion, in my humble opinion. I thought Sutton actually got hit a bit early there. Uh, so they're just denying Russ cooking, man. It's okay. Broncos <laughs> Nation, join the Chicago Bears in uh, – Actually, their situation might even be worse than Chicago. No, their situation is worse because Russell Wilson has not even hit his contract yet. Yeah, exactly. Which is a scary thought. Yeah, man. So tough one there. I know they're on the opposite of the O and two or the two and O spectrum, but yeah, man, definitely been definitely been surprised with the the Commanders' resiliency in the first two two. Yeah, especially their offense. Like they're putting up a lot of points. Like Bianami, the former KC offensive uh, coordinator, implementing a lot of. Chiefs plays out there, so mm-hmm. like their offense has been cooking right now. So yeah, yeah, good for the Commanders for getting it done, especially with the new quarterback. But man, for me, man, the one team that I'm like, huh, two and zero, huh? Bijan Robinson, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, because watch yep. him, because on paper, I'm looking at the quarterback Desmond Ritter, bottom five quarterback right there in the NFL. He's a bottom five quarterback, even though he got some weapons. Like, Drake mm-hmm. London, obviously, with his game one of a donut, second game, he actually got a touchdown, got a lot more targets, and then he obviously got Kyle Pitts, which best tight end prospect ever, Oof. but they don't really utilize him. And this got to be traded. Yeah, I'm like, in this offense, they're going to two-headed committee right now because the LG right now is still getting a bunch of touches, and Bijan yep. looking like the best running back in football outside of Christian McCaffrey. Like, this guy's number two right now, I think, in the NFL as the, as the the at the RB position because he plays both the pass catching back. And he could be the bruiser guy because the guy's He's got ju- guys. Yeah, the guy's got jukes for days, man. I swear to God, his ability to stop on a dive and cut and create separation for a running back. This guy is extremely, extremely talented. And 
man. Game one, though, what I learned in the game one with this team, Panthers is a bye week, man. It's one of the worst <laughs> teams in the NFL, man. The Carolina Panthers. Perfect. We Bears have their pick, man. I'm They're telling beautiful. you, yeah, that that pick. Like I don't, do, I don't know. They got no. They got this is that Danny Ainge trade, man. No, no protection, man. None. No condos, man. It's dangerous situation. <laughs> it's a dangerous, dangerous situation. Just cause of, just imagine if they they're one of like the two bottom worst, or at worst they finished the worst record in NFL. Caleb Williams gets shipped in. My goodness, and that is very, very possible because right now they're in a division that has a couple of two and zero teams right now. Yeah, a couple of them. So they're playing well. So obviously they got to play each other, and and they keep losing like this because like Bryce Young right now, he, he's a rookie quarterback, so I can't really judge him right now. But obviously rookie quarterbacks struggle year one. Even great quarterbacks in the future rookies struggle, and this guy's just got no weapons. Like yeah, Adam Thielen, no. nice little veteran quarterback. Mingo is a nice little rookie wide receiver trying to develop this guy. Like I'm just like in the running game, Miles Sanders. I still don't know why they paid Miles Sanders so much money to be such an average running back. Like, and that yeah. offensive line is not good at all. So obviously Atlanta got it done in the week one, man. But get, week two against the Packers, man. I was shocked they got the win. Yep. That I was shocked because they had to make a nice little comeback at the end. Yep. And like Desmond Ritter, like having to throw the football. Yeah, he, he threw he it like two, Yeah, he threw like two hundred plus yards, like two hundred like thirty yards. Yeah, with week one he had one hundred fifteen yards. So obviously, game manager blew them out. Makes sense. He's not that good. But throwing for two thirty seven. Okay, that's not bad at all. Two thirty seven. Obviously, not the most efficient. He threw an interception, but QBR of seventy one. He got down against his Packers team. Rushing on all. Yeah, he, yeah, he hit that nice little move. Like he. Like he he's a nice little runner. Mm-hmm. He's a smart little runner. Yeah, he's, he's decent, been, yeah. Like yeah. the way he faces it, obviously, yeah. You know, when you got Bijan a little easier. Like I'm be selling <laughs> yeah. on Bijan or, or or Mr. Desmond Ritter, man. So like obviously, like Bijan's been an absolute monster carrying this team on offense, but Desmond Ritter had to show up a little more against that Packers team. And that Packers team on offense, I gotta shout out Jordan Love, man, because he has made significant improvements. Yeah. Like he's he pretty accurate. Yeah, he's he a little mobile too. Obviously, he's not like a super athlete, but he he's a little mobile in the pocket, man. He moves a little. He he got a nice little pretty throw down the field. Like he looks like he's been good. sitting behind Rodgers for four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, he looked kind of good because I'm like, it's it's not like he got some crazy weapons right now because his best weapon, Christian Watson, has been out right now. And Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones missing game two, so it's, it was just the AJ Dillon show. So pretty much two to three oh, yards yeah. of carry, like he ain't gonna be doing <laughs> so nothing. Ever done, two yeah. three yards of carry and pass and catching no ball, so that is not a real threat. <laughs> so the guy has to beat him with an arm, and I'm like Jordan Love, man, like he, they're a nice little dime. You know, him and Jaden Reed, the rookie, mm-hmm. nice little connection right there. He had a little, n- nice little shuffle pass, like a nice little run running play, like beginning a little chemistry out there. Like Jordan Love is showing me something, like throwing for. Three passing touchdowns, a little inefficient, but no picks. That's yeah, no, one. no interceptions, not making mistakes. Like he looks calm in like the pocket. Like he just he's showing high IQ football. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's the most talented guy, but he's just not doing like stupid stuff. And I was like, I asked for like all I wanted was Jordan Love to be like a Jimmy Garoppolo game manager type guy. And right now, he, he's fulfilling that. He's fulfilling he's that role that. right now. Yeah, right now. Oh yeah, uh, he's like. Like some of his passes, I'm really impressed with him. From what I saw him like two years ago and one of his first starts ever when he played in, massive improvements over the offseason. So good for Jordan Love showing that, man. But Atlanta Falcons go up 2-0, man, because I look at this Atlanta team, man. I still think this team is awful. 
because Arthur Smith, too. Arthur Smith, I, I I don't like him as a head coach. No, bro. he's not. I just don't I think like him. Limited, like, yeah, yeah. I know they they don't they can't rely on Desmond Ritter. Man, but I'm just like man, when you're down sometimes, like you gotta, gotta utilize it. these high draft picks that you guys spending this capital on. If you're gonna spend these high draft picks on these weapons, you gotta be able to utilize more and like and more. I would say more like situations and put them in the situations to succeed because right now like i don't even know what kyle piss is doing on the roster yeah i just don't know what he's doing he's on the just existing like, like you're using kyle piss the block my man jesus christ like you got to be able to utilize your talent around you and right now they're using algier more than kyle pitts so that's all i gotta all right. say and algier yeah, that's a red flag. like like algier is a nice little backup running back he should not be getting more have more impactful touches than kyle pitts that's no. going to be an interesting division. They got three two and and0 teams in that one: Bucks, Saints, and Crazy. Falcons. Man, Crazy. I think it's going to be leaning a bit more towards the Bucks and Saints, to oh. be honest, just because of the veteran presence. I think we can all agree on that front. Mm-hmm. But that's actually going to end up being it's one of those where it's it's one of the worst worst divisions in the league talent wise, but it'll still be competitive because everyone's kind of on the same categorical level, except for the Panthers. Yeah, so. Interested yeah, to see because they there's did. a lot of good defense. The Saints and Bucks both have legit defenses. Oh, yeah, the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Panthers are like, to Zoo's point about them, like maybe being the worst team in the league, like they might already be there, but like they're one Brian Burns trade away from like really probably being the worst team in the league. I think <laughs> if Brian Burns gets traded and they don't do and a contract. Yeah, well, yeah. So that trade yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But I'm praying yeah. it does because, I mean, Bears got the pick, so – I'll yeah. take that, man. If this, Bears get the top five win. pick and then they get the Panthers pick, that's two top five picks, man. Right there. Mm. Beautiful. Panthers, man. Who's the GM of the Panthers? That, oh, man. His res- resignation letter needs to be in the mail. Because yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah, malpractice. Exactly. He's already got it written. Bro. He's just got to change yeah. the date once he decides that's to submit insane. it. Uh, I agree with you, P. Bush, with the commanders for the most part. That was my number one pick. I do think the duo of Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson, them getting a more of a wavelength with Sam Howell is going to make Sam Howell mm-hmm. be more of a dynamic player. Now, I think there's a ceiling and kind of a – I think there's a high floor and a small ceiling for Sam Howell, but I do think with him gaining more trust with those two receivers and, like you said, Brian Robertson Jr. just going off, like – I think they could – they're what they could get to is like splitting with the Cowboys. Like that's their highest, like splitting with the Cowboys and the Eagles yeah. like one, one and one. Like, I don't think they could That'd be a solid against year. either of those teams. Yeah. But if they could split with those two teams and then sweep the giants, I think that would be a really good year for uh, the commanders. But my second team I was looking at was Baltimore. And that was just because of how they looked after Houston. I was like, I don't mm. think they're going to beat the Bengals. I just did not have it. Liked how they looked. Lamar looked like the Bengals. Yeah. I was sitting there like, I don't know if it's, this is going to be a, you know, it's going to be a redemption Joe Burrow game. And Raven somehow escaped and was able to get to uh, to 2-1-0. And one thing I did like in that game from a Ravens perspective is Lamar with this new offensive coordinator, I do see him throwing the ball to more people. Like Nelson Aguilar got a touchdown. Oh, Zay yeah. Flowers got a bomb. Mark Andrews got his regular touchdown. Like he's, he's spreading the ball around. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's – just the more maturing as a passer or if it's just the offense itself because if that becomes like a traditional thing with the ravens where you know you have zay flowers with odell i don't know man i think it's he's injured a legendary game like in week 14 but right now i'm not banking on him as being a primary playmaker but if you have zay flowers aguilar give you a little bit of something you got mike mark andrews i saw i think likely had a, a pass catch like if you start involving these other guys on your roster, I do think the Ravens will be more dynamic because then 
if somehow they can maybe get, you know, and this is just me being selfish because I have Cam Makers on my bench, like if they can maybe make a trade for him and make him an RB2-ish, then now we got a situation where, okay, I like Gus Edwards. I like Cam Makers. I like Justice Hill, you know, a three-headed monster to go along with Lamar. I like where they can train in the division because, you know, I know we were just talking about the NFC South, but, you know, with that division, I mean that that game last night. <laughs> that play was it in the was it in the end of the first quarter where it was like the ball got intercepted and then it got like fumbled. And hit it, like, it was twice, like it was just like man. a it was like America's funniest home videos type like yeah. skit. It just looked crazy. Like I was like, what in the hell? Like I literally turned the game. I was like, I'm not watching this crap. And I picked it back up in like the third quarter. But you know, with this division and like you say, you got the Browns and the Steelers looking crazy. And then who knows what we got with the Bengals and Joe Burrow, his health. I mean. Salute to you, Jamar Chase owners, because I know you're a little irritated right now because he mm-hmm. looks like he is receiver number two, and nobody guessed that coming into the season. So I, I think that has to do with he Joe Burrow not being healthy. Oh <laughs> I'm about to let P. Bush a yeah. little bit, man. He had a donut. <laughs> Let's go, P. Bush. He had, he had a donut, and then he had a nice little cute little two-tutty yeah. game. He actually looked pretty you? good. Yeah. You? Come on, Dude, man. You the game was over. It was garbage time, man. He got a nice little tutty at the end. Okay. That okay. was the difference maker, man. For a lot yeah, of people, I don't know. He, he was he was displaying his number, uh, receiver one skills. I will say oh that, but I do think it's early, and yes. I think Joe Burrow's health has something to do with maybe Jamar not being on uh, point with him. So with that division, I like the Ravens, and if they continue oh. to be a team that spreads the ball around and throws it like I know they can, then the sky's the limit for them. So mm. you know, for me, I kind of wanted to transition into some of the zero and two teams and. Quite frankly, the Chargers and the Vikings, uh, I'm sure their fan bases are not panicking, but I do think they are a little worried about how this season is trending. And uh, I guess, Zoo, who is, I don't know, who should be sounding the alarms, the Chargers or the Vikings? Yeah, for me, man, with a team this talented, man, I'm telling you, man, what's wrong with the Chargers in close games? Bingo. Bingo. I'm just like, they made history in the first one of the first teams to score 50 points of the first two games had no turnovers and they have the 0 and 2. So they're just making history in the wrong ways. Because right now, like they played against the Dolphins, which they're an elite team right now. Like on offense, two of being healthy. That's an elite team. Like mm-hmm. you lose a shootout 36-34. Okay. You put up a good fight. You didn't make any severe errors. You were executing your game plan. Your defense is just, just not that impressive right now. Okay. Right. Like that happened. But losing to the Tennessee Titans. When Ryan Tannehill, like the game four, had three interceptions, and you let this brother cook you, man. Like Ryan Tannehill threw some dimes in the game, like a nice little Traylon Burks catch, man. Like seventy-five yards. Throw. Like that was a nice throw. Obviously, King Henry, that guy does what he does. But the Tennessee Titans coming in and and beating you, like the man, the Chargers are so so talented, and the head coach, this Saley guy, I don't know something about him, but. They just can't close games for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like Justin Herbert, obviously he, he had a nice little on-paper game, 300-plus yards, two toddies, zero interceptions. Like, I'm, hey, that's a nice little game. I'm just like, what is going on? And, like, hey, they didn't have Eckler, so they, they couldn't dominate the run game. And, obviously, Joshua Kelly's a bum out there, man. No matter how much Austin Eckler shouts him out, man, that dude sucks ass. Three yards of carry. Absolutely dodo bird, man. But Keenan Allen and Herbert, they were cooking. And they Mike were Williams cooking. Eight yeah, Mike too. Williams had 12 targets at 83 or 13 targets at 83 yards, man. So they were airing it out. 
points. Yep. And they were very, very productive on offense. And they had no no mistake, no fumble loss, no interceptions. And you can't beat a Titans team that I, w- I would say is not the best offensive team in football. Like, it's more of a defensive, like, bruising type team and dominate the run type style mm. team. And they can't get it done. How about, I'm like, Jesus, what is – I just feel like this team's, like, snake bitten or something because, like, this is a history of losing it, close games in the last couple of years. Like, yep. a lot of similar scenarios where they just – doesn't seem like the most clutch teams in the execution down the stretch. I'm like, like, obviously, like, they can't get, get it done in overtime. Like, they kick a field goal for the win. I'm just like, man. Like, uh, I love the Chargers. Like, Herbert, I was like, this guy's my dark horse MVP. He's going to be putting up some big numbers. And he has been putting up big numbers. But you ain't winning MVP no. and getting Ws, man. Yeah. Like, so right now the Chargers, obviously, this is a, this is a division dominated by the Chiefs. So you got to get some wins to make the playoffs. And I want to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs, see what he could do there. But I don't know if it's the head coach or something. They got a new yeah, offensive coordinator. So I don't know who to blame because, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like 0-2. And this team's been the thing is, they've been playing pretty well. And they're 0-2. offensively. And they're Offensive loaded. Yeah. They're loaded. But you know what? They, I think the two big things. One, for the I, I would obviously not this year, these two weeks. They haven't had any major big plays on offense. I mean, Eckler had the really good game one, but we're talking like a 50-yard bomb down the field to Mike. Yeah, well, I saw a bomb to Keenan. Yeah, okay. A nice little bomb to Keenan. But they're, they should be big play. Quentin Johnson is not getting any looks whatsoever. He's a big receiver on the opposite of Mike Williams. We know what Keenan Allen can do. The thing that's plagued this team in the past has just been injuries, right? Last year, Eckler was healthy all year, but Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were all out. Well, now Eckler's, it's flipped. The wide receivers are eating, but now Eckler's injured, right? And they just and Herbert's just playing, right? And Herbert had his own injuries last year. Yep, rib injury. And what I'm seeing... On the defense, they have a hell of a front line, man. Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, they got to Tannehill a bunch this past week. But once the Titans started showing up their pass protection just a little bit, that secondary of the Chargers, man, was getting eaten alive on deep ball plays. I don't know if they're playing up too much, if they're biting on the run because of Derrick Henry, which you obviously have to respect against the Titans. And he did play pretty well against them. Derrick Henry had a nice game after his no-score week one performance. So I don't know. I just think they they can't click it on all cylinders because of injuries and also just single big misplays that end up costing you a huge possession that ends up being a, in a three point game or a two point game against the Dolphins. That's the that's the difference in a tight game like that. So part of it's I wouldn't say unlucky. I would say there are aspects of it because you can just play better, right? You can read the defenses better. Execute, you can yeah. you can execute better exactly. But I'm actually a little bit more concerned about the Vikings, man. I know the Chargers got it in a tough division, but the Chiefs are one and one. The Chiefs are one and one right now. They're only a half game back of tying for first right now. I think what the Raiders are also one and one, right? And then you got the Broncos and the, the Raiders Chargers. Are t- Raiders and two and oh, oh and two. Yeah. Raiders are. Oh yeah, you actually not no, 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 Raiders. Raiders beat no, no. Raiders, yeah, Raiders are one and one. One and one. Raiders. Are one and one. Yeah, yeah. Raiders are one and one. Um. But yeah, I I just think that that division there. I just think the with Aaron Rodgers going down, and looking at the AFC playoff picture, especially with how the Bengals are playing, the Chargers are still well. And I know it's super early to say this, but they're well within a wild card spot with 
the Dolphins and Bills kind of being at the top, right? We don't really see any threats outside of whoever wins the AFC South. There's really not going to be a wild card contender coming out of there. It's really down to the Ravens and the Bengals. And based on how the Bengals are playing, I have a little bit more confidence in the Chargers than I do the Bengals, just based on pure play in the first two weeks. And I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I think that if the Chiefs win the division, the Chargers are second. You know, I don't see the Raiders playing that well. You know, we saw what happened when they played the Bills this past week. That was a brutal game to watch. Thank God Devontae scored, though. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just a little bit more concerned with the Vikings. Seven turnovers in two games. Seven turnovers. I know they played the Eagles, and the Eagles have an unbelievable defense, man. But they also lost two offensive linemen. The Vikings lost two offensive linemen, which affected Madison. It got more pressure on Kirk. Obviously, we know what Justin Jefferson can do. They got the nice big play with Jordan Addison. That's great. But they're also getting torched on defense. Jalen Hurts had that major bomb to Devontae Smith. He was getting yeah, he was Brown wide, open. He was wide open, man. Absolutely wide open. Devontae looking straight. like yeah. a great wide receiver pick this year, if I do want to pat myself on the back a little bit. <laughs> but the biggest thing for me is how they played against the Bucs. Because that was at home. They do have one of the best home crowds in the league, Skull Nation. And Baker Mayfield came in and just took 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 game one. I don't know if that just kind of depleted their confidence. Obviously, they did make it a little bit of a game against the Eagles, but to me, it really wasn't within reach. But man, if your offensive line continues to be banged up, and Kirk Cousins is already one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, what do you think Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are going to do this <laughs> week? So, if I'm looking at this game, I think this Chargers Vikings matchup on, on on Sunday is a must win game for both teams. It is in Minnesota. Um, I think the Vikings might be minus one and a half. So Vegas has even odds right now, even odds. So really the chargers are favored really right on the road. Um, And I think the chargers will come away with this one. I think they just have so many weapons. If Eckler plays, I'm not sure of his status at this point. I can't speak to that, but it's not like the Vikings have been major run stoppers as a team. Uh, We saw what the Eagles were doing. They literally just ran the ball the whole game against the Vikings. It was boring to watch at points. But look what that opened up down the field when Devontae Smith is able to surpass his corner because they're so worried about, you know, DeAndre Swift dropping 26 fantasy points on them. So I just think this Vikings team is a little bit sound of the alarm. The Lions look pretty legit. The Packers are now no joke, in my opinion. So it's not like the division's a, a clean slate other than the Bears. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little bit more concerned with the Vikings at this point. And that also has to do with Madison. I, he's not. Yeah, Alexander Madison. He might be RB2. Mm. Nah, he, nah, he looking more like RB three, man. That dude's awful, man. No, he that means dude's awful, like real life, he not as a. No, let's, let's clarify this because we don't want another Kenneth Walker discussion here, like we did last year. RB two is in like he should be a backup zoo. Honestly. Yeah, he should be a backup. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 In fantasy, fantasy nah, I didn't even yeah. touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Madison, Madison, when he fumbled that, I'm just like, man, this guy sucks. Like every time he runs, man, just got no juice in him, man. Just got no juice every time. It's like yeah, the O line's obviously not the best. Like, just got no juice. Like Alexander Madison struggling. And the, the turnovers for the Vikings, man. Seven. I mean, you can't stay on the field if you do. Those games. fumble losses, man. Holy crap, man! Like yeah. I've never seen a t- team turn over the ball so many times in a game, and they were still in it. Like yeah. they, so, it's still it was still a game with all those freebies that they gave to the 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 Eagles. Eagles. So I'm just like. They're just killing them. They're shooting themselves in the foot. And obviously, Kirk Cousins having a having a kind of a nice little start to the year. Obviously, his team's not doing so well. So for like, the four fumbles, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, the fuck? Oh, <laughs> He's playing better in prime time. He is. Yeah. He is playing better. No, he threw some dimes, man, to <laughs> Addison. Just that one Kelly. Addison was crazy. But yeah. If oh I'm being God. honest, Zoo, I am petrified. If I'm Kirk Cousins this week with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack both coming at me on either sides with that O line, that just does not give me any reassurance as a quarterback. It is interesting that that's even odds, though. Like the lines, even like this. Well, they're both zero and two. They both have high-powered offenses. They're saying the Chargers are favored by which... one. Really. I, I think with the Chargers, um, and I don't believe in this philosophy because, like, I always feel like you should match your quarterback, especially if it's a young one, with, like, how the game is trending, which is, like, an offensive line. So, like, if you have a head coach, I would rather him have an offensive background. But I always wonder because of how talented Justin Herbert is because when he came into the league, like, he came guns blazing. Like, I don't even think he had, like, a – and Mac, like what Bryce Young is going through now, no, I don't no. think he had that. Oh, no, like he came in on point. So I'm almost wondering, like, and I know that Anthony Lynn is the defensive guy, like he's a defensive coach, but I almost wonder if they maybe if they did get rid of Anthony Lynn, maybe they could have hired another defensive coach that's a really good mastermind to get the most out of their defense. Because I do mm-hmm. think on the back end, they're not they have the names, but they're just not clicking. Like they had a lot of long completions, like. I guess you could say in the Tennessee Titans Tennessee Titans game happened to them. And I feel like JC Jackson, I know he was like a Pro Bowl caliber guy. I guess I don't know if he was all pro. I know they have Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James. They have guys back there who are, you know, upper echelon players. And I just wonder maybe if they had a defensive coach that could maybe hone in on that side of the ball and get them playing. I feel like I'm trying to like a Jets level defense. If they got them playing to a Jets level defense then I kind of almost feel like Herbert, especially how he came into the league, he may be a tick below what he is now, but I still think that would be good enough to where that team would be more complete, to mm-hmm. where if they had a defensive coach, they he could vi- like really, really shore up that side of the ball and then just you know hi- hire Ke- Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. Just have him as a – I mean, he is now, but I'm just saying if he was an offensive coordinator, he just – you run the offense. Yep. If he just had him, I still think that offense would be able to put up numbers and then be more balanced as a team. And I kind of feel like, to your point, two people, it's like you drafted Quentin Johnston. Like, I feel like he should be in more three receiver sets with that guy. You got Keenan Allen in the slot. Like, Mm -hmm. they, you know, and it's not to say the offense has been bad, but it just seems like they're not executing it at the right time. And I do think the Vikings have more long-term issues, but it's shameful that the Chargers went to overtime with the Tennessee Titans, who I'm not very high on. And in that division – I know we're down on Denver. The Raiders, I feel like, can go either way, and you have Kansas City. You can't just be giving up these games. Even though they're not division games, like these games in the, no. you know, I guess you call them out of conference, you need to win these games because AFC is competitive. Like, And I know the Bengals, they look kind of shaky because we don't know what Joe Burrow's going to do, but a lot of these teams could just come out of nowhere. And, you know, it could be the end of September, and you're looking at a 1-3 and three or 1-4 and four start, and you're like, what the hell? Like Now we got to fight for our lives, and the only way we can get back into this is if we win games in the division. And yep. if you're looking at division, you're like, you know, I mean, I know we're down on Denver, but, like, Denver, I think, has only lost with a combined three or four points. Like, they haven't got blown out in their games. Right. So it's kind of like Russ maybe just needs one. Like, if they would have won that game uh, Sunday, I think that could have got uh, gave Denver a lot of momentum, but they didn't. So, yep. you know, maybe they can put their – foot or proverbial you know their feet on the proverbial neck of the denver broncos but i don't know man i i think the chargers is kind of feeling like another what is it 10 and 7 
nine and eight, like a weird that in that range. And I feel like if you're in that range again, you got to start looking at the head coach. Like, okay, bro, like, what are we doing? You have a generational quarterback. I mean, Austin Eckler's hurt right now, but you got a all pro type running back. Like, what are we doing? So, yep. I, I would say I, I would trend more towards the Chargers. Team Mounds probably on his last shaky. couple seasons, too. I mean, yeah, he, he's been elite for a minute. Yeah, elite for a minute. Mr. Consistent, him and Mike Evans, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mike Evans. I, Eating listen, I listen last week sitting him. I, I played him this past week. Yeah, he turned up mm-hmm. for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you're never going on my bench again. Even no. if I get pissed at him, I'll be like, look, you'll, you'll go from receiver two to flex just to learn a lesson. And then if you do it again, <laughs> you'll go back to receiver two. Like, he's never coming on my lineup again. I'm not doing mm. it. But, um, yeah, so – you know, that was our thoughts on the 0-2 teams and their starts. But uh, now we get to our favorite part of the program, and that is our best bets. Um, <laughs> got a shout-out, Zoo, again. <laughs> He's That's doing cheap. up. Listen, man, Zoo, I'm telling you guys, if you listen to this podcast, audio, visual, you got to tune in to our best because we're trying to yep. get you guys rich, man. Uh, Shout-out mm-hmm. to Zoo. You had uh, Kansas City, right? Oh, yeah, easy cover, man. Only three yeah. three points spread, man. Got up to three and a half, but covered that also. So, got a little even close though, there, even though you know, the game was a little close than I thought, but like I'm watching the Jags and their offense is just absolute garbage. So, like, yeah, you can't trash. score at all. Like, Trevor Lawrence had an off game, like, the game wasn't even competitive. Like, yeah. even the Chiefs, Chiefs defense, defense, they, man. Chris Jones, <laughs> he's back. Damn, oh, he's dirty. back. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, their defense yeah, actually it might be a top 10 defense this year. No, it might be for real. Like, I don't scary. think this is an aberration. Yeah, this is scary because the offense they're not there yet, and they're they got so if they get their offense tuned up, oh lord, have mercy, man. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, well, but, uh, unfortunately, I am 0 and 2 on these, <laughs> yeah. but as I've said, man, these are the this zoo's the lock bet. You want the upside bet, you go with the anytime touchdown parlays, man. You just got to hit one out of every three. So, week three, man. You ready, Zoo? Yeah, I'm ready. Keenan Allen I'll get out. against the Vikings. Okay, I'm like just that. getting absolutely torched. Got Kelsey versus the Bears. Boom, right there. Oh, yeah. And then Kyron <laughs> Williams, <laughs> Williams against the Bengals. All right, I got those three. Now, obviously, as we know, last week, the odds are not set, but there are a lot of good estimates out there. As of right now, a lot of people have Keenan, and it's going to be in the very low plus, you know, kind of plus 110 potentially, just because he's always sharing targets with a couple other guys. Also depends if Eckler plays. Um, Kelsey, probably going to be around the minus 110, minus 120 range. Just because he is coming back, he he did get a lot of looks, but as you said, Zoo, Chiefs offense is not where it needs to be right yet, so he's he's not priced in at the Christian McCaffrey minus 290 level at this point to score a touchdown. And then Kyron Williams, man, I think Vegas learned their lesson. I think they had him at plus 290 to score last week, and this man puts up <laughs> two <laughs> against and, – and rightfully so for Vegas. They were yeah, against, yeah, against the, the Niners. Niners, Niners man, holy cow. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, breaking this down, Kyron, you know, he's going up against the, the Bengals who, one, gave up a great first week to Nick Chubb. He obviously didn't score – partially due to, you know, just the, the, the inclement weather, um, you know, they were, and they were also just blowing them out. Right. So they didn't need to be punishing Nick Chubb. Unfortunately, uh, they had to do that last night. Um, so I like Kyron in that game. I think he's, he's primed to score. He's kind of the value, but he's obviously shown pretty good track record to score. Um, Kelsey versus bears. Like I said, yeah. that's pretty much a, that, that, that's a given just because of the read zone, man. They love to throw to him. We know what they're looking for. They got the shovel pass. You can throw him a fade. You can pretty much do anything you want with Travis Kelsey in the red zone. 
And lastly, Keenan Allen, Mr. Target Share himself, man. He just gets so many looks. Um, Justin Herbert trusts him more than anybody. And in the red zone, they don't really have anyone better to throw the ball to. Even though Mike Williams has the height, there's just nothing like Keenan Allen that can just run around and get wide open for Justin Herbert. So I think that does, you know, keep an eye out to see where Eckler's at, you know, just for touchdown share purposes. But I just think that the way the Vikings have been giving up points, the passing game is going to be wide open because we know the rushing game is going to be eating it up against that Vikings team, which is going to open down the field for the Chargers. So those are the three this week. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with Kelsey against your Bears, man. Oh, of course, man. That's easy. I know my team. I know my team. And there's going to be a lot of three and outs, man. That's all I got to say. There's going to be a lot of three and outs against that demon. So there's going to be a lot of offensive opportunities. Watch watch that be the first Bears game. Bears win this year against the Chiefs. Okay. That'd be poetic. (laughs) 12 points. Yeah, currently right now, it was – it was pretty disrespectful. At its peak, it was at 13 and a half point spread. Now yeah, they got yeah, it down yeah. to a little 12 point spread. So not as bad of a when I saw 13 and a half. I was just like, man, no yeah. respect to the Bears at all. Two touchdowns. No. I'm like, totally get it because this is the Chiefs, man. But man, oh man, this week for the spread pick, man. Trying to go over that three and oh right now, man. Not gonna lie, yeah. the first two weeks, man, a little it's been a little a little bit a little easy, man. They've been covering ah. it easy, man. But looking at some of these spreads, a lot of bigger spreads, man. I like my spreads a little, a little nicer, man. Nice little in the middle, man. But this is a guy that I was a little high on this year because of the upside, the unknown. But after watching him play football on Monday night, man, I'm fading this dude the rest of the year, man. His name's Deshaun Watson because mm. he is washed. You take that back, Zoo. I'm telling <laughs> you, watching Deshaun Watson play football, he man, hurts my eyes. It hurts he my does. eyes. This guy's decision making. This guy's athletic. Even he, he just looks mentally slow in the pocket. He's inaccurate. He, he, he's like touching the ref, lying about touching the ref. Does that off the field? Now on the field about the touching. Like Jesus hey, Christ, man! I'm telling you, the Sean Watson man. I have him one of my fantasy like lineups. Man, I think about benching his ass and picking up Jordan Love, man. Because I'm telling you, did that last week, dude. I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson. Like, my goodness, he he went from being an elite quarterback, like he's not even average. He's I think he's below average quarterback. Mm. Like, you gotta agree, Deshaun Watson. Like, he's a below average quarterback right now in the NFL. I mean, he padded his numbers towards the end of the game last night when they were trying. But like, I'm like, yeah, he threw a nice little ten yard pass. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Every like. Some passes like he throws it down if he's just chucking it out of bounds. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, this guy is wild. His timing doesn't look he like, don't look on. He just, with, he just looks Elijah. he's not on with Elijah at all. Oh, yeah. I'm just like the chemistry of this players, and like it's just the inaccuracy, and I feel like the IQ, like he just lost something after the incident. Like, I feel like he just lost something about confidence, it. maybe exactly and and maybe it's confidence. Chubb. Yeah, so and I'm, yeah. I'm guessing you're down on the Browns, Zoo. Oh, I am so very bearish on the Browns right now. After yeah. after watching that abysmal last night, my goodness, that was some bad football. Because right now they're at home, so right now Vegas giving the three point favorites over the Tennessee Titans, man. Mm. But my goodness, Tennessee Titans, man. Like the the thing about the Tennessee Titans, they ain't gonna win pretty. No, they're never gonna win pretty. Grable. And right now, the, the the Cleveland Browns' best offensive player was Nick Chubb. 
and they lost him for the entire year. Like this Ford kid, he might be a nice little player, but no, no, no. He ain't no Nick Chubb, who was probably a top three running back. And the way they dominate the ground game, and Nick Chubb last last night, man, he was averaging like five, six yards of carry before he got injured. Like he was cooking. Like Ford obviously had the big run, and the, and then they blew the game against <laughs> against the Steelers team. That my goodness, their offense is also abysmal. So mm. I'm like, I'm looking at this. This Titans defense against this pathetic Browns offense, and I feel like they could lock them down. I feel like they could lock them down. And if you look at this Titans team, all they do is play in closed games, man. Like the first game's against the Saints. Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions, and they, and they only lost by one point. <laughs> that was like the worst Tannehill game ever, and it was still a ball game because their defense and their running attack is defense, just one of those yep. things like – they're running mm-hmm. at dominating like possession, and then Tannehill just got to make up to make make one little nice little pass to man to DeAndre Hopkins or Burks, man. Just one. I'm not I, yeah. I'm not asking for three hondo. I'm asking for two hundred yards and no mistakes. It's, I'm I'm asking for a game manager, <laughs> and that's all you'll need against this Cleveland Browns offense. Because Jesus Christ, man. Yep. Even the play calling, man. The fa- my goodness. I'm, I'm just I'm just down on the Browns. I'm down on the Browns, and obviously the Steelers' defense are absolutely legit. Like, the Y is back, healthy, looking great as ever. Got his first touchdown. Shout out to him. But my goodness. My, my And broke the sack record, I think, for the yeah. Steelers. Uh, broke the sack record? Right. Yeah. So, obviously, that was an elite defense, but I also think this Tennessee Titans has a re- legit defense, too. So, I feel like they ground and pound, dominate possession of ball, because Deshaun Watson, man, he's going to have to be throwing the football a lot, lot more without Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe him as a passer anymore. He's just not that guy. Like him and Elijah Moore. Lamar Cooper actually had a nice little game with the hamstring or a hamstring injury. Growing, like he played, yeah. Yeah, he had 90 yep. yards. So he actually, he, he ran some nice routes. He had some nice jukes for a guy that wasn't fully healthy. So yep. they just got to focus on Mari Cooper locking him up because I'm like, keep us going. Elijah Moore. I'm just, and afford the backup running back. I just feel like offense, man, they're just not going to have enough juice on offense. And all I need is the Tennessee Titans to score 18 points. And I feel like they could get it done. Against this Cleveland Browns offense, yeah. so I ain't fading the Browns, man. I like that. Is that at the Browns or is that is that the Browns? Is that Cleveland? Cleveland, yeah. Is that Cleveland? That's why they have the three point favorite, pretty much the home home field advantage. It's even the game yeah, in Vegas, so I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Yeah, listen, I I have stock all around the league. I have I feel good about my love stock. I feel good about my Kenneth Walker stock. Sean stock, not fading that stock just yet. I'm holding. As they say in, I guess, the stock world, I'm holding on that stock. Uh, but the Chubb injury is not making me feel good at all because I respect Jerome Ford. Uh, Pierre Strong is another guy behind him, whatever. But, yeah, man, when you was watching Chubb just, like, he, he is outside of pass catching. He's just, like Zeus said, he's just a natural pure runner, so, not having yeah. that element of the offense. You know, unless they make a trade – you know, I'm, it's going to be tough, you know, because I, I need Deshaun to get on page again selfishly for my fantasy league. He needs to get something going with Elijah Moore because I kept seeing a lot too last night. You know, Moore's getting into the backfield, but it was never like a pitch to Moore. It was always like a fake motion, just a handoff to the running back. Yep. And you had Moore going back and forth. And it's like, can we can we get a couple carries? Can we get a couple of screen passes for my boy Moore? So maybe that's in the game plan in the next couple of weeks. But they're going to have to involve him more because – like you said, man, Jerome Ford had that long run. He looked explosive, but he feels like it's just, you know, that was just a, you know, once in a lifetime type of run for him. And I don't think he's going to be doing that every other game. So 
yeah, uh, I kind of like that bet, and uh, that was our segment for that. So if you guys are listening, make sure you cash in on that so you can win yourself some money. But uh, you know, for the pod itself, make sure you listen to us on Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Make sure you watch us on YouTube, Quantro Knows, Instagram, Instagram, Bullheaded underscore Pod. Make sure when you do subscribe to us to give us a like, give us a five-star rating so that can go up in the algorithms and more people can listen to us. And for me, Zoo and P. Bush, we are out. <laughs>